0: I'm excited to talk about my sponsors today, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage Group. Amazing, amazing group. This is a teacher. This is uh, Gay was a teacher. She is a teacher still. You need to learn this is the type of uh, environment you want to be in because she's going to help you understand why. And I think that's the hardest part of this business is understanding why. Why is the red one popular when the green one isn't? Well, there's usually a reason. And what gay does is probably parse that better than anybody and she'll explain the reasons for those things. I think that's really powerful. Yes, she puts out a list, you're gonna get uh get use of that list if you get in the group. Now, here's the deal. The group isn't always open, right? So you get on the waiting list and you can join the waiting list through my link. Um doesn't cost you anything to, to get on a waiting list. And if you uh like her service, which I find that most people do, and that's why there's not so many openings. Um, you'll be with her for a long time. And so it's amazingfreedom.com. She's part of Andy Slamet's group, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum. And you're going to get in the waiting list. That's all I can get you on right now. You can use my name and see if that gets you anywhere. But what I like about In that, uh, What I like about what they teach in that group are the things that are going on, you know, the current things. I've seen a lot of stuff going on about stores going out of business. Well, here's where an opportunity is. Here's why you want to do this. Hey, be cautious about this, you know, with Toys R Us coming out. You got to think about this. And that's the learning that you need to do. And gay is better than anybody else I've seen. So um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum will get you to the waiting list. Then hopefully it can get you in the group and then you're going to see me in there. And uh, we can chat anytime you're ready. Karen Locker's group, Solutions, the number for e-commerce, solutionsforecommerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks. Karen's our account manager. We recommend her to everyone because she's done so well for us. I mean, that's quite frankly the reason we've been paying her for the last few years, but she's become an important part of our team. Her and her team are so involved in our account. I just see the emails coming back and forth. Hey, we did this for you. I just saw two listings today. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did they show up? I didn't put any listings up. They got, uh, they got uh, set off to the side by Amazon, and they reactivated them for me. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that just happens when you have a strong team, and I can't recommend Karen enough. If you use uh, my code Momentum, Karen pays me. I don't want to hide that. Of course, we all know that, but you're going to save $50, and it's a great opportunity to really, really um, build out your team with somebody you can trust. It's why I recommend them. So solutions for e-commerce, solutions, the number for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50. Oh, and by the way, she's going to do an inventory health report. Why is that important? Well, guess what? Fees are going up. Is your inventory health number declining like ours is? Well, here's why. And here's what they can do. What I like is I get a spreadsheet from them and it says, hey, um, here's a bunch of inventory. Here's what we recommend. And I'm like, yep refund, I mean, uh, delete, uh, return to us, blah, 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 whatever it is. And it's or destroy. And it just happens. That's what I like. The other thing that I have Karen helped me with a lot is creating new listings. You know, we do a lot of the research ourselves, we upload our images, and then boom, magically, the listing goes live. And I don't have to worry about it. Those are the services that Karen offers. Can't recommend her enough solutions for com forward slash momentum, save 50 bucks, use my code, you save $50 a month every single month and it's a great service. Plus you get that free inventory health report. I think it's a really powerful way. So I can't, uh, I'm so excited how many people have been joining her cause I see it and I'm excited because the, the messages I get from people are saying, Hey, this is great. I finally feel like I can focus on something else because Karen and her team are watching this for me. And you know, I highly recommend her. Next up is Seller Labs and scope. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. It's it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you sit back and think about, hey, I want to get this product up, and it's similar to this product, and that's sim- that product does well. Well, therefore, if that product does well, they have the right keywords. They have chosen things correctly. So, guess what? You scope, and you can see all that stuff. And that's what the the most powerful thing in the world is to copy somebody who's done it right. That's what you wanna you wanna take advantage of that, right? I mean, it's it's fair. Uh, to see. And so therefore you could take and apply it to your listing and immediately get that same benefit. That's what scope does for me. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50 on the service. Oh, by the way, it's free to try. So sign up, try it and say, Oh, this is how it's done. Boom. And then you're going to, the light's going to go on and you're going to be like, man, I can get my products out there. I just can't wait. Can't wait. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. The other day, I bought another domain. Yes, I bought another domain. It's almost like uh, I'm admitting guilt. But it's because I had an idea. And it was something that was a pretty good idea. I think it's going to go pretty far. And so what do I do? I go to trygodaddy.com forward slash momentum and save 30%. So Domains aren't very expensive. You get a few services. It adds up a little bit. And I usually buy three years. I usually buy privacy, by the way. I recommend that too. Buy that. You know, it's not that much money. But when you can save 30%, it makes it that much sweeter. And it makes it easier uh, when you're buying domains, and especially if you buy a bunch of domains. I am a domain collector, and so I do tend to do that. But that 30% makes it a lot easier. And I use GoDaddy because what I like is I can pop in an address I'm thinking, and it'll say, nope, nope. Try this version or try this extension, and then boom, there it is. Hey, you better hurry before it goes away. And they're right, you know. And so, try go forward slash momentum, save 30%. Also, I want to mention about Grasshopper. Who was I just talking to? Somebody the other day, and they were like, Oh, yeah, I use this company called Grasshopper. I'm like, Dude, did you buy it through my link and save 30%? Hello? No, they missed that. So, save 30%. It's try. Grasshopper.com forward slash momentum. No surprise there. But you're going to save thirty percent. And what the the real cool part about that is they're using it for their private label business. And it gives them virtually a second phone on their current phone without having to get another number. They can make up a vanity number. They don't have to go and do all the grief and, and sign long contracts. Pretty easy stuff. And so if you're creating a brand that you want to identify, you want to look professional, you want to look like a real company grasshopper is a great tool it's an app you put on your existing phone and boom you now have a customer service department you now have a sales department you now have a manufacturing division you could forward it to somebody else you can have it go to different voicemails different departments and it's all included so try grasshopper.com forward slash momentum save 30 percent
1: welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast where we focus on the people the products and the process of e-commerce selling today here's your host steven peterson
0: welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast this is episode 307 lonnie Honeycut. man oh man i can talk to lonnie all day um we definitely talked longer than what the show shows because, you know, we're probably kindred spirits in some ways. You know, he sells a lot on eBay. I still sell a lot on eBay. He knows a lot about a lot of things. So I'm sitting there listening like, man, I can learn a tremendous amount from this guy. And I've gotten to watch him on YouTube over time as um, he has a show. Uh, he has several shows and you're going to hear about all these crazy shows later on. But Garage Flips, that's the title he uses, The, uh, the his name of his channel and he puts out content every single day. And it's it's compelling content because it it's very instructional. Um, and then you listen to why he does it. And it really, I I guess I would have thought it was for a different reason. But his realness comes out. And you see the real Lonnie. And uh, what a great guy. I'm so glad I did this interview. Let's get into that podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest because... He is a process type of individual, something that I really, I strive to be. And, you know, I talk about a lot, you know, the standard operating procedures, how important they are. Well, this gentleman has mastered it. And there's one in video that I can't wait to talk about, Lonnie Honeycutt. Welcome, Lonnie.
1: Well, thank you, Stephen. I appreciate you having me, man.
0: I appreciate uh, you and I appreciate um, all your YouTube. So Lonnie has a YouTube channel called Garage Flips. That's his name on there. And he pumps out, man, you pump out content, dude. I mean, volume of content. Is that intentional?
1: Oh, absolutely. A um, uh, Really good friends of mine that you've had on your podcast recently, Steve and Steph, Resell Killers. I love those guys. I do too. I really Hi, do. Hi, Steve. Yeah, Wait, yeah. He likes
0: my voice. Hold on. Hi, Steve. It's Steve.
1: <laughs> Steve's great. So is Steph. But um, I noticed that you know, they, they burst on the YouTube scene. And they were instantly successful, like almost overnight. And a lot of it has to do with their personality and the knowledge and the content is good. But a lot of it also has to do with the fact that they made a conscientious, conscientious effort to upload every single day. They're, they're on YouTube every single day. And at first I was like, man, that's a little too much. You you know, you're like uh, saturating the market, people are going to get tired of you, but it's not that's not the case. I think there's a lot of, I think you can really have a lot of success on YouTube by uploading every day. So I started doing it about, I don't know, a month ago or so, maybe a little more. And man, it has made all the difference in the world. So definitely deliberate.
0: A couple in our pre call, we were talking about process. And I think it gets easier the more you do. I mean, common sense would mm-hmm. tell you that, right? So do you spend less time editing now um 5 or 6 days a week versus that one or two that you're trying to get perfect?
1: Absolutely. Um when we were talking about this a few minutes ago, like I I've gotten really good at trying to record very clean clips, very clean clips. So um I I think about the editing while I'm filming. So Ooh. I, I basically want to dump all of my clips into one, uh, one video, and I'll watch it through – I'll watch the front end and the back end of each clip, but I won't watch the middle part because I'll know that's good. And then I'll just – I'll go ahead and start um, you know – I'll go ahead and start what, – what's it called when it puts it all together at the end? Uh, rendering. Oh, rendering. Rendering. I'm not yeah. that smart, dude. <laughs> then I'll just render it out and it's ready to go, man. It's like uh, most of my vlogs might take, I may spend five to ten minutes on, you know, the the editing process. So it, it's, it's pretty negligible.
0: That's really strong that you're only spending that amount of time because video, I mean, I do audio. Audio is a lot easier to do. I mean, it's just, hey, I'm going to rerecord something. I don't have to worry about what it looks like, right? Um with what you do, you've got to worry about, you know, hey, your mouth was talking this way and the words are saying this and wait, it just jumped and that kind of thing. Um, That stuff happens and I think people understand. I just, I agree with you. I think it's uh, consistency of content, not necessarily quality all the time. People understand that you're human and I think that makes, that adds something to it, that you're human. I think when it's too well done, people can't relate.
1: Yeah, I agree and and one of the things that I, I truly believe is that um, you're better off putting out kind of a half ass product rather than, you know, putting out like one thing a week. Of course, that, that can change, though, because some people do have really high production value and they do really well with it. So, I mean, I don't know that I don't know that that will apply to everybody. But for me, um, for, for me, it's more important to get something out every day. And to not spend too much time, because if I spend too much time on it, I'll stop doing it. Yeah, I'll it becomes out.
0: a job. You don't want it to become a job. It's still... John Lee Doom has told me, he's like, Steve, talk to that. Talk to your audience, not the rest of the world. That He calls it an avatar. Who is that person you're speaking to, that one person? Mm. And if you speak to that one person... So when you think about who your audience is, Lonnie, who would that be?
1: You know, that's a really great... That's a great point, because I think sometimes I forget. Um, I think that I typically talk to someone that I think is like me. Hmm. I, I think. And I'm what would that be? Oh, dude,
0: we're going deep here. What would, who would that be?
1: Tell us what that you be, are. Th- that would be somebody that is at my experience level. And has my, my level, whether you consider it high or low, my level of knowledge about most things. But the fact is I've been, you know, I've been reselling uh full time close to four years now. And, Most people that watch my videos, they, they're a good percentage of them are just getting started, you know? So i found whenever I dial it back some and I get really basic, I get a much better response than when I try and talk to someone that is like, I would consider on my level, whatever that Mm. is, Uh, I, I find whenever I... Whenever I bring it down and get more basic, I get a much better response. So it's, I, I it's think something I have to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, I think that's important, though, because if you're trying to bring people, I mean, what's the goal? Well, let's ask that. What's the goal of your uh, show? Why do, you, I mean, wow. why do you do it? Right. I mean, because that's really that's really it. Because if you're doing it just so you can keep, you know, kind of a Gary V thing where I want to have my kids, you know, my grandkids see my life so they would know. Yeah. Or do you want to help people because you've been helped?
1: Man, I don't know. Uh, that's a really good question. I think I first, I think when I first got started, um, I was watching. I was watching this guy Nick Hills. It's in the UK. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, you, you need to check him out. Probably be a really good guest for the Nick show too. Hills,
0: H I L L S.
1: Yes, Nick Hills. Okay. Uh, it's Nick and Andrea Hills. They're they're a uh, UK based reseller couple. Okay. But I was watching him. And I saw the, the community, the sense of community he, ha- he had built around him. And I saw that he was part of something. And uh-huh. I, w- I started watching some guys here in the, the States. And I'm like, man, I want to be part of that. And I think by nature, I'm kind of a creator type. I'm not a consumer as much. Like, it, I get wrapped up in stuff, man. And I, I can't just consume something. I have to be making something and be part of it. And I saw that community that they were they were part of. And I wanted a taste of that because reselling is a lonely thing, Mm. you know. And um, the best way I saw to, you know, be part of that community was to put my own stuff out there, good or bad, because I didn't have much experience at the time. And uh, I just decided to start putting stuff out there. Now, am I trying to help people? I don't know. Well, sure. It sure
0: seems like it, because here's the thing I noticed about you and John and Steve and Steph is you're not trying to one up each other because that's one of the other things. It's like, oh, I know more than you. I have this or, you mm-hmm. know, or you met those people that the I don't care what you're selling. They've had one. They had a better. They have had, well, you know, oh, yeah, I've sold that. I've sold that, you know, uh, everything. And, mm-hmm. and And it almost comes across as a little egotistical sometimes. And what you guys do is you're like, wow, I never knew that. And then I add to that and it, you just get smarter. I mean, I think that the more you give, the more you get, that's my philosophy in life. Absolutely. Right. So for me, the more I give out, the more I seem to get magically. Right. And let's face it. I get smarter talking to people like you every single time,
1: man. You know, this is like, I think one of the key moments for me so far in reselling and YouTube and everything else was when, cause when I first got started, I was like, Oh man, reselling's easy. I got this. You just go buy stuff and you flip it. Well, it turns out it's not really that easy. <laughs> it is at the, at the heart, you know, at the base of it. But there was a moment where I realized, man, I don't know anything. <laughs> and it was scary at first, man. It was like, I, I didn't realize the, I didn't realize the amount of knowledge it actually takes to be a reseller and it hit me all of a sudden. And at first it was kind of scary. I was like, man, I don't know anything here, but then I thought about it some more. And I was like, you know, the fact that I don't know anything means that as I learn, there's like unlimited potential, unlimited possibilities to learn and make more and more and more money be more successful. And so once I, once I took hold of that, And I realized kind of what I didn't know. That was the turning point for me as a reseller.
0: That's hard as a guy. Because you'd, you is. know, it's it's like asking. I tell this all the time. It's the guys on the truth, right? Asking direction. Oh, I know where I'm going. No, I don't. I have no clue. Thank God for a ways, Waze, W a z e, because otherwise I'd be really dumb and really stupid. But you can't ask. It's almost again. It's almost like it's saying that you're weak in some ways, Lonnie, because you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I That's don't right. Like that. Stuff. I don't like that stuff. All right. So what what makes you so good at reselling? What 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 did you What were you going to do? Let's start back there. Let's go way back.
1: Okay. So what was I going to do? With life.
0: I mean, when you, well, Ah. I mean, because some people go straight to college. Some people go into a trade. Some people go into military service. Some people just stay home and work in the factory and then figure these things out. So the skill set's there. So we already know that because you've proven that. But how you got there, to me, um, is interesting.
1: Okay, so uh, when I first got out of high school, I knew I wanted to go to college. I wanted to be an electrical engineer.
0: Oh, okay. okay.
1: And um, the way I was going to go to college, I went ahead and joined the Air Force, uh, Air National Guard, right out of high school. Went to boot camp, went to basic electronics school, and learned uh, satellite and wideband communications. And I was actually in the Guard for 20 years.
0: No kidding. Wow, Uh, thank you for your service. That's awesome. You don't, you don't look yeah. like you could be in there for 20 years. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: 44. Well, all right, you're pulling it off. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, I've always been kind of a tech guy, techie, you know, kind of in, into electronics and stuff like that. And um, I, I kind of, you know, I, I went to school and uh, didn't finish. Life kind of got in the way. I ended up, you know, uh, man, I've had all kinds of jobs. I worked for a phone company for a while. I was a phone man. Oh, Um, I was a poker dealer. I was a Mm -hmm. poker uh, poker room supervisor type. Uh, I worked for Apple for a while doing tech support from home. I've done it all. I've done like I was a photographer for a while. Uh, I've done a lot of different
0: things. Dude, let's just pause here for a second. So wait, let me just think about this. You've learned about electronics. You've learned about uh, negotiating, dealing, right? You're you're handling things, handling transactions, handling money, getting good at all those different C- things. Mostly
1: customer Ca- service.
0: Calculating yeah. odds, right? Mm-hmm. Just looking sure. at stuff like that. Those are all skill sets. And then you add photography to it. Hmm. I think we're seeing a pattern here. And, and <laughs> right. if you watch your shows, you tend to sell a lot of electronics. You repair electronics, I notice. Because I'm thinking to myself, how does he know how to fix it? I was watching something, and I'm like, how does he know how to do that? Now it makes perfect sense. So I think we're seeing a pattern that you are being led to this direction. Did it Looking back, does it feel like you were led to where you are today?
1: I think so, because mm. uh, my dad uh he he had an entrepreneurial spirit spirit to him uh he was into like woodworking and things like that as a hobby and he would build furniture and he would he had like an antique booth he'd sell them and uh sell the stuff there he got me involved with ebay like in a uh, man 1996 or something like did that. did he approach like real...
0: you or you approach him
1: oh he approached me he said man you gotta check this out and uh, we, we went to a few country auctions together and then we pick up a few items and then, you know, list them on eBay as an auction. Cause back then it was all auctions. And, uh, We'd have fun, you know, just like selling odds and ends on eBay. It wasn't a business. It was, a, you know, just purely for fun, hobby kind of thing. Do you think he was but,
0: teaching uh, you, I mean, think, looking back at those times, do you think he was teaching you to fish? Like, hey, you know, this is, let's see if you got this skill set and this might be something valuable you could do on the side as a B plan if this other thing doesn't work out?
1: I don't know. I don't know if it was that or more just like it was something cool for us to do together. Okay. You know, uh, but he definitely had the spirit about him and, uh, for whatever reason, he never really pursued any, you know, going down that path. He always had jobs and stuff, you know, uh, but I think if he were alive today, he'd be pretty friggin' proud oh, of what yeah. I was doing right now.
0: No kidding. When you think about, cause you have kids. So when you think about your kids, cause you involve them mm-hmm. in the business somewhat, is it, is it different is it just to, to play around or are you saying, you know what, this world does get hard at some point and to have a skill set, especially if it's a young woman, to have a skill set where you can be independent, you're not relying on anybody, there's value there. Which approach are you at?
1: Uh, with my kids, well, my, my, my youngest daughter, she's, she's really young. She's like nine years old. Okay. But my older daughter, um, she's got a lot of interest in like art. And I really try and I really try and help foster that, you know, and um, she's really into animals; She wants to be a veterinarian. Uh, I don't really see her being a reseller at some point. But, mm. um, and, and honestly, neither one of them really uh, get into what I'm doing at all, to be honest.
0: They just don't love it. They don't, you don't see that passion in it.
1: No, no, but. I think they do see I think they do see and appreciate the fact that I value freedom Hmm. and I value the ability to drop whatever I'm doing at any time and do what I want to do. Like yesterday, for instance, it was the awards program at my younger daughter's school and it wasn't a big deal. I'm like, you know, my wife told me, hey, the awards thing is at 10. I'm like, oh, okay, hop in the car and go you know if you have a nine-to-five, you may not be able to go. You're going to have to go beg somebody for some time off, get somebody to cover for you or whatever. And I think they see all these little instances where I've created a life of freedom where I can pick and choose the things that are important to me and do them. And I don't have to ask anybody's permission. And I think they see see the way I'm living now.
0: As a dad, though, what they also see is somebody who's, built their life around that. that. For your daughter, that very right. moment, you were there for her. It was her life. She was the center of your universe for that moment. That's right. a very cool place to be as a kid to know that your parents care that much, that they have this freedom. How many other dads were there, well, let me qualify, that, weren't, that didn't look stressed out that they had to get back to work?
1: That's, that's a good point. Cause I mean, you see them and some of them are dressed to like in their work clothes or whatever. And, uh, I, you know, I got to give it to them. We have pretty good participation at our school for stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and there, there were definitely some, it was kind of sad. There were a few kids that came up for their, you know, awards and stuff. And, you know, nobody was there to take their, their, their photo with their teacher or with their, you know, with their certificate or what There was nobody there taking their picture. And I was like, man, That's sad. It is sad. That parent's probably probably out right now, uh, you know, trying to make a living to put food on the table for that kid. And, you know, that's, that's important. But right at that moment, that kid's looking out and all these other parents are there and nobody's there to take their picture.
0: Well, soon enough, they'll be gone and you won't have those moments. You know thinking about the things, somebody said this to me once, you know, this this type of life, this entrepreneurial life costs something, right? You give up uh, security Mm -hmm. or you give up, um, you know, a specific time schedule, right? Because you could plan your life. You go, hey, we're going on vacation in July. All right, wait, I got two weeks left. Yep, I'm going to use them. So it's kind of rigid, but you know, you're going to get paid during that time. You don't have that luxury. Looking back, I mean, you know, I could ask the obvious question, was it worth it? Of course, but What have you given up that, looking back, you thought would be valuable that you realize really doesn't matter?
1: Uh, I would say I probably gave up a pretty good bit of money the first couple of years. Uh, To be honest, I wasn't very good at reselling. I wasn't near as good at reselling as I thought the first few years. And uh, it, it cost me thousands of dollars of potential money I could have made if I would have been in a job. Hmm. So, um, but, I've so that's also, real.
0: That's real. I mean, that's yeah, some, there's some cost. You're not getting it back
1: straight, straight up dollars. Uh, and it's, you know, there is security there. I'm more confident in my ability to make a living as a reseller. Probably than my wife was, I think she's coming on board a lot more now lately because I've been doing better, but, uh you know, there was some doubt there for a while, you yeah. know, so there was, it, it cost my wife some of her security.
0: Oh, that's important too. Um, it is, that's it, really important for, uh, cause that could put pressure on your marriage. So, so thinking about this, what was it, what was that turning point where you realized I've got this? Because everybody has, you know, we, we always joke in our world, uh, in the Amazon world, frozen, when frozen, that movie came out, you could buy anything that had, uh, um, uh, right <laughs> any one of those you know those girls in the picture and boom it would sell right so everybody thought they were geniuses right for selling all that junk but it wasn't when that went away those are the people that made it what was it for you that you said oh wait a second the light bulb went on brighter maybe because it was probably on yeah i know you're saying you're not very good but you were if you made it you you're you good but when it got brighter when the clouds cleared what was it for you
1: okay so recently i'd, I'd say in the past 12 months uh, it was actually as i would say more as a result of the reseller rally Do you, oh,
0: are you familiar chad. with that i know chad yes and peter uh, yeah. yeah i love those guys chad, both great peter, guys
1: Ronnie, deb deb state's place you know they all got together to have the reseller rally and um, man i made some connections there was, you know like real life where you actually press the flesh know, real people and i made some connections there and, uh, man, the, these guys, um, uh, and girls have become some really, really good friends. And, uh, we talk every day, we, you know, we have a chat where we all talk every day. I can't disclose everything that goes on, but, um, I have a network now of people that encourage me that I encourage them, uh, when I need help with a specific like product category or something like if. If so I get a, a pair of shoes and I'm like, man, I don't know a keyword for this. I send a message to Ronnie Hart mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, well, that's a, that's a harness type boot. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I go look it up and there it is. And I have I – have, I've actually built a network now of people that know everything.
0: Well, I want to point you there because this is one of the biggest questions I get how do you do that, Lonnie? I'm shy. I don't Ooh, know. How do how do you yeah. pull out there? Because, you know, I just go yeah. meet people and nobody talks to me or, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. How do you get that?
1: You know how I got it? Mm. it? It's, it's exactly, it goes back to what you said earlier, Stephen. It's like, uh, you, you give out and then you get back. You, you know, like, it, that all started, that whole chain of events started when I started making videos on YouTube. Uh,
0: wait, 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 wait. So you're saying, let <laughs> me just pause this because I want people to hear this because this might be the big pro tip for the moment. He's had a bunch of them, even in the pre-call, he had some pro tips, but here's one. So you're saying by putting yourself out there, swallowing your pride, making videos, some of them probably not so good, some of them really good, right? I'm sure both.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And,
0: and just you know, probably getting some negative comments, but still pushing through. And then you got a little recognition. So when you went to the event, it was like people knew you. It's like, you know, when you go there, they almost know your family because you've talked about them and you've talked about the difficulties in your life and challenges of selling and everything's not so rosy. And then they realize you're a human being and that's somebody who I like to hang around with because I have those same feelings in that. And so therefore there was a natural attraction. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've, Hmm. you know, we've, love it. We form relationships with like-minded people and uh it man it doesn't have to be just content creators. You know, now now the question that question has been posed to me, how do you get involved with something like that? Man, you I don't think you can get involved like really ex- have that experience unless you put yourself out there in some capacity. I don't that's know. That's hard.
0: That's scary.
1: Yeah, it is cuz there's you have to show um,
0: vulnerability, people are, vulnerable. Yeah. people
1: are vulnerable. People have flaws. I show, I try to show a lot of flaws on YouTube. Um, and I, I think, I think, a I I think like the draw to my YouTube channel is I, I'm not like, I don't make it look easy. I don't make it look like, um, I'm smart or anything like that. But I think what I do manage to do on YouTube Is make reselling look accessible to every man oh you know what I mean like I I think that people watch my channel and they say this doofus is just going out and buying used junk from yard sales and then I'm looking at this video and he's selling you know hundreds thousands of dollars worth of this stuff every week I can do that he's not doing anything special you know and I try to relay that relate that to people
0: well, to yeah. me, what I see is that it's not a grind, because I don't like that term, because that's a negative connotation. Um, mm-hmm. It is a wash, rinse, and repeat. It's the continual effort. And I've seen you even say, you know, this was a kind of a waste of a day, a bust of a day purchasing. However, I often say this, and I want to see if you agree with me. The things I don't buy, I'm thankful for many times mm-hmm. because at this point in my life, I kind of know most things like you, right? Or I have a roundabout, you know, you get surprised. And when you see that unusual item, that's when it's exciting, right? Because it's like, wait, I've never seen that before. There must be some value, right? But when you see the same stuff and you know that there's no value and you come home and the car's empty, you've actually won because you don't have yeah. to deal with it right i mean at at some point when you scale to what level you've scaled to that's real fair i
1: yeah i agree with that like if you if if i go to the thrift store every day which i do pretty much when i make my post office run and if i if i bought something every single day then that would be an indicator to me that i am my standards are off mm. because there's not always something out there to buy you know, and that's also why I advocate. Uh, I'm getting a little bit off off your topic there. That's also why I advocate when there is stuff to buy, you got to buy it all. Yeah. Like if 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 I'm having a really good day buying, I'm, I'm going to keep on buying. I'm not going to stop them. Oh, I bought enough today. You know I, that because those days where you don't find stuff are going to come too.
0: You, you're so. the one with the manga, right? Where you went to the garage sale and there was a sh- the bookshelf with the manga on it. Is that right? Yeah, that I you. never
1: got that deal done, but yeah.
0: I would have bought every minute because I've sold manga before and it's one of those, it's, it's what you know, right? I have sold it so many different times. And so whenever I see it and it's the right price, I'm, I'm the volume buyer. So I would have bought the whole bookshelf um, just because that's my st- my style. I would have said, okay, how much, you know, I would have bought the whole thing. Um, I, yeah. What happened? Why didn't Why didn't it get done?
1: Okay. You know what? That that's a really good that's a really good uh, really good point you make there. I didn't really know that much about manga at the time, but I saw how much of it was was there. And anytime you have a lot of something like that, man, if you can't sell them individually, I can lot them up or whatever I got to do, and I can make money, right? But I was haggling over. I don't even remember the numbers, but I think they wanted like, let's say they wanted three hundred. And I wanted to pay two hundred, okay? Mm-hmm. Which that's not very far apart. And by the time you sell the stuff, it's negligible—hundred bucks, right? Because mm-hmm. it was a lot of, it was like hundreds of books, right? Right? And they're like, okay, well, let me let me contact our son. It's his stuff. He's in Los Angeles. Oh no! And I'm like, oh okay. So they get on the phone with him, and I I go back later. And, uh, yeah, we talked to our son and he said, he's just not ready to sell
2: yet. He changed
1: his mind. He didn't want So by me, by me, you know, splitting hairs over a a few dollars, I lost the whole deal and I probably could have made a thousand bucks or whatever on
0: it. So for me, the math goes like this. I sit back and I say, um, you know, there was how many hundreds of books were there? Like you said, there were hundreds.
1: It's been a while, but yeah, it's, I don't know, 300 or something Okay, like 300
0: that. or some uh, books. And you say, that's an extra X number of dollars. That's how I get there in my mind. I'm like, wait, that's an extra, you know, a dollar per book or $2 per book, whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, can they sell, you know, will they sell for an average of 7 or $8 a piece? And then you, and so... I, we've all been there, so I'm not judging you in any way. But it's it's a good example of what's yeah. still out there. What what it took for me because I don't do yard sales anymore because I'll buy too much stuff. I, I don't need more stuff. I have a warehouse full of stuff, so I have to pull back from it. Um, and so, but what it took for for me seeing that is like I'm like wow, those deals are still out there because you get up every week, and you do it, right? It's not like, uh hey, I'm going to go out once a month and expect home runs every time. It's how many things did you, how many garages did you go to where you didn't buy anything before you Most found
1: Most of that? them. Yeah. Most of them, man. Like, I, it's a number, it's totally a numbers game. Like, I'll, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll hit, you know, 20, 25-yard sales, and I may only buy stuff at like six of them. <laughs> you know, but... but- that's a good it's thing' just numbers,
0: yeah, that's a good thing though um what what have you learned um about not buying that you can translate for others um because I, I, you know a lot of the things are, hey, go look for manka, well, that's easy, right, unless it's in bad condition, but hey, don't go buy this um what could people learn from you on that?
1: I would say you just mentioned condition, I would say the first and most important thing you can learn as a reseller is condition is everything hmm. like I don't buy hardly – I buy hardly nothing in like in really bad condition now unless it's something I haven't bought before and I just want to buy it and kind of research and check it out. For the most part, condition condition matters way more than people realize when they first get into reselling, whenever you're dealing with used stuff. Um, You you can't overstate condition of things, of items. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I would hate to say, you know – Don't buy the lower cost stuff that's going to, you know, you know, don't buy the stuff for a dollar that you're going to sell for 10. I would hate to say that because I feel like that's almost part of the learning process.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you uh, Todd, Todd Kelly's a a gentleman I know, and he always says this or Matt Kelly, excuse me, Todd Forrester. Matt Kelly uh, says this. If you bought it and the worst thing that happens is you break even. That's a great deal. Buy them all. Right. Because, you know, there's no risk. Right. If it's worst case scenario, you break even, Lonnie. That's a good lesson to learn, because there's only upside, right? I mean, breaking even is better than losing money, right? And so that means there's only upside on that deal.
1: Yeah, and I I really think that it's hard to replace experience as a reseller. I do, and I and I think I think you have to go through it. You have to have, you can do it like you can do it in a smart fashion, but I think like if you look at say Pete Craigslist Hunter. Mm -hmm. And you look at, like, uh, Chad, Golden Finger Picker. They bought a lot of the crap, you know, and they didn't have success with it. And they filed that away in their brains, and they, they did it again, and they got better and better and better. We see them now, but we didn't see them 20 years ago. You know what I mean? I think a lot of – I think you just have to go through it sometimes. I yeah. think you just have to have your own experiences and find your own way.
0: Well, doesn't now, the time that you put into that group – help accelerate that for you? Yes. To me, that's the that's the real lesson here is the hard work you did putting in all that effort and continue to do for putting in all those videos, editing all those videos, which is a lot easier than editing audio. I, I, I will qualify that. Um, by putting in all that hard work, it allows you access to Chad and uh, um, Peter's mind or, you know, Ronnie's mind. And so you can you get a quicker filter on it and then you retain it that much quicker because, Hey, if Lonnie said it, it's true.
1: That's, that's true. If you, if you surround yourself with people that you, you trust, like there's a, there's some people, you know how there's some people that will tell you, Hey man, that's worth a hundred bucks. You'll be like, Oh really? And then you'll kind of scoot off to the side and you'll look it up on your phone and verify. And then you say, Oh yeah, it is worth a hundred bucks. And then there's another group of people that, if they say that's worth a hundred bucks, you'll just say, "Oh, good," and you'll just buy it without even looking yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. That's the people that I really like, where I don't even have to verify what they tell me. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: And that's that's the people that's some of those people in that group that I'm talking about. Uh, I ha- I have that that they they have that amount of knowledge where I don't even question them, and they're always right. Well, and, and they and, wouldn't tell me if they had any doubts.
0: And, you know? and here's the thing: is that to get that, you have to give that. So you know, I don't want to downplay that in any way in order to make those kind of, um, relationships in order to get to that level of trust. And, and, um, it's being real consistent over time, um, and giving not with expectation. And so if you're looking for one of those groups, go to these meetups, don't sit in the back like church, get mm. up front, be out there, but be honest. Don't be the one upper. Ooh, don't like one uppers. I'm not a big no. fan of one uppers. Oh no. Cause I've been that guy no. sometimes and I don't like it.
1: No, one of, my best, uh, one of my best friends and reseller friends is uh, John Cincinnati Picker, who you that also guy. had on your show. I love you, that mean, guy. I think you've had all my, all my friends on your love show. I've ton,
0: Tanya <laughs> on there. Yeah, I've, gotten, I've made the rounds too. But, but I'm attracted <laughs> to what you guys do because here's the deal, is there is a real passion about what you do. There's something different than going to scan end caps at Target. I don't see that in your guys' eyes. And I'm sure maybe you guys do it once in a while, but you're not passionately talking about that. That's what I like because that's real and you know what I mean that that's sustainable that's that's fulfilling so that's why I'm attracted to it
1: but but I talked to I talked to John and you know he's got this great business the Love auction it. look what I found out bid the auction right mm-hmm. and it's it's like a big thing he's got like employees and uh, he's got like 500 items coming in a week and he's turning them over every week. Um, and I listened to y'all's, I listened to y'all's podcast. It was really, really good. By he the way. is,
0: he is, uh, it's, it is a lot of responsibility and he makes it sound so simple and easy. And I'm like, there's so many moving pieces, one little flaw in any one of those areas, it would seem like it would collapse and he just makes it smooth. And I'm sure it's not, but he makes it smooth. It's very, that's an outlier.
1: Yeah. I've, I've learned, I've, I've learned by talking with him that, yeah, you're right. He, he, is the, he is the glue that holds together. I've also kind of figured out that I don't think I ever want to have an employee. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, that's self-awareness. That's not bad.
1: I, I don't think I'm a good boss. I don't <laughs> think I would be a good boss. I, don't, I think I, my expectations would be unrealistic. Uh, I wouldn't trust somebody. I, wouldn't, I, I would always be che- double-checking their work. I just don't think it's something for me. You know?
0: So, what does that make you do different then? Because that, that, to me, being that self-aware, you have you only still have limited hours in your day, just like everybody right? else. So, what do you do yep. better? what do, What do you do to offset that?
1: The only thing I can do to offset it because I, there's a limit to how many uh, there's a limit to how many items or whatever I can sell, especially on eBay, right? There's a limit to how many things I can list and pack and ship and all that. So, the only thing I can do is uh, try to sell. More valuable. Try to source yeah. and sell more valuable yeah. items. So that's the only thing I can do.
0: So, um, hence the reason you're walking past things more and more. So, right. while you were at a yard sale and you saw a million things you can buy, you're like, "It's not worth the effort. Not worth the effort. Not worth the effort." Because I want that item where I can make that much more.
1: Right. Well, I mean, some of the things are worth the effort. It's just not worth my particular effort. Oh, and it, that, that's okay. That's a moving. It's a moving target. It, it changes. You know, because, like, I have stuff that sells that I listed, like, a year ago, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I would never buy that today. But I'm still, you know, it's still in my store or whatever, so I'm going to go ahead and ship it out and stuff like that. But, man, it's almost like uh, an eBay store can almost be like a a timeline, you know, the stuff Mm -hmm. that hadn't sold yet. You go back and look, and you see your photos and the type of items you were sourcing, and, uh, man, it's changed big time. It's really changed. So, I mean, I've definitely seen that I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to get higher profit items, and I'm doing it. You know, it's slow. It's a slow, slow growth because it's not, it's not like a switch you can turn on. It takes hard knocks. It takes learning. It takes, you know, it takes you, capital.
0: Well, here's something so, that you do, though. I think this is a great segue into this because one of the things that you do better than anybody else is do videos. Nobody does mm. video, so when you're selling higher price, first off, let's let's qualify it. You're selling electronics. You have a skill set in electronics. You have a background in electronics, so therefore you have a confidence about that. So therefore, you're a user, so you know what's important. And so when you're selling one, you're speaking to that consumer, to that one buyer. Um, that's that's a powerful thing. That takes extra effort and energy, but man it's got to be so rewarding when it, when it comes to fruition.
1: It really is. And uh, let's see, I had a sale last night. I actually bought a a cash register at Goodwill for five bucks, sharp cash register. And uh, I shot my video and I uploaded it to YouTube and then I put the the code in uh, to the listing and everything. Somebody bought it last night and, you know, 150 bucks. So that's a really nice profit.
0: So so let's just break that down. So hold on a second. You okay. spent $5. You you had to spend time to go buy it, just like you would buy anything else. So that's the same amount of time. There's no extra time there. But coming back, and more than likely, there's probably some cleanup on a big electronic like that, testing, right. and, the, yep. and then videoing, right? And it's not as easy to photograph. Um, so that takes probably a little more effort and energy. I actually,
1: you know what? You know what? Here's the deal, though, with the electronics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the photographs aren't, aren't as important as when you're selling uh, say a long sleeve men's shirt. Oh, the, 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 like, especially for something big, like a cash register. Mm -hmm. uh, There's not that many people that want to sell that stuff because they don't want to ship it.
0: So that's the reason people are avoiding it.
1: Yeah, I think so. And then, uh, you know, like the pictures, as long as they're clear, As long as they're, you know, good quality clear pictures, man, they don't have to be on a perfectly bright white background and all that stuff. It really doesn't matter. As long as they're good solid pictures, pictures, you know, so it's actually easier than clothing.
0: So then the hard work then is doing the video. Now that's what it sounds like, but according to you, it's really not that hard, Steve.
1: No, it's not. It's a one shot thing. I I put my phone, I set my phone on a tripod and I take about 3 3 to 5 minutes typically one shot and then I don't even edit it it goes straight to YouTube I have a channel set aside just for product demos and uh that's it <laughs> I mean And it's, how much does all that cost? What?
0: All that what you just described?
1: Uh nothing 10 minutes time? <laughs> right no
0: money wise nothing just no, time No no it's free it's all yeah, time it's, So yep. you're you got an extra 10 minutes you would think into that to that uh, video to sell a $150 item. Have you gone back and looked at what your average selling price has done over the years? Uh
1: it's it's it, I haven't looked in the past couple of months. Mm. It used to be around
0: $30. Okay, that's great.
1: But I think it I I think it's higher right now. I haven't looked in the past couple of months, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot higher. I've been selling a lot higher higher dollar items lately. But uh and i found whenever i do put the video in i charge those customers for that time oh because they get they get an extra level of confidence when they buy from me whenever i put the video in so i charge a premium for that video so so and let's pay,
0: so, so let's take that cash register somebody else is selling it for 100 bucks you got it at 150 i mean is that the premium
1: i, I, I don't know if it would be that high but, it, you know, maybe I make an extra 20 bucks okay. enough to off enough to offset enough, definitely enough to pay me for the 10 minutes.
0: And so thinking about that, knowing what you know today, where's your direction? Where are you going with this?
1: Who man, that's a good question.
0: Well, because it's easy to revert back to what you know. I mean, you know, you're having success with this, but it's like, will it last? Is it, you know, do I go all in on this? Because these are harder to find items, right? That cash register, you don't walk into Goodwill and see one of those every day. When's the last time you saw one, as a matter of fact?
1: Uh, I think that was at Goodwill. That was the first first time I'd ever noticed right, them right. anyway. I bought two of them at the same time. But the is, other one ever. sold this morning.
0: Yeah, so, but forever, right? I mean, think about it. All the time right. you have been selling, you just don't see them. So do you, Do you, is it and i always think of uh scavenger life um Jay mm-hmm. and uh, his uh, wife they, Jay and they Ryan. yeah they talk yep. about this you know is that they'll see it again you know they just know they're willing to put off that um if the price isn't right that i don't know that I'm that strong
1: i, I you know what i think here's here's the thing cuz i know you i know you do a lot of uh interviews with different types of resellers and a lot of them are like amazon mm-hmm. sellers right that are buying uh, doing a lot of RA type stuff, retail arbitrage, right, things like that. And I think, you know, a lot of those business models are really good because they're repeatable, right? They're things that you can do over and over and over. And, you know, one of the dangers or one of the perceived dangers of buying and selling used stuff like I do from the sources I get it from is they are a bunch of one-offs. And can you repeat that? It doesn't sound like you probably could, does it?
0: Well, no, I would think like the cash registers, you're not going to see them again.
1: Maybe. May not. Maybe. Might not. But that, that's, that's the key, right? That's, it's walking. You have to get to the point where you can walk into a situation and identify value even if you've never seen it before. Hmm. You, you have to be able to identify quality in an item even if you haven't seen it before like I know nothing about shoes but I, I walk by the shoe aisle and if a, if a pair of shoes looks expensive and the leather feels like high quality I think I think being able to identify quality uh, is, is the key
0: that's a, that's the trait you know I was thinking about an Amazon uh, world so that cash register would fit because You know, with if you're going to sell shoes on Amazon, for example, right? So you're going to look for shoes that are under a certain rank, right? Because the lower the rank, the better, right? The faster it turns. And so you have these parameters, I guess is where I was going with it too. You have these parameters in your mind. I'm going to buy these shoes, not too many variations, with uh, below this certain rank for a certain dollar amount that I can make a certain profit on, right? Those five or six. You know, multiples go in to calculate should I buy it. Well, in that cash register, it's going to be A, is the purchase price right? B, does it work? I mean, working probably first. Uh, C, when they do sell, do they sell for a certain dollar amount? It's unusual. That means it's unusual to everyone. To me, that's one of the big tools that you have. Since you're in there all the time, you know what's mm-hmm. unusual, what's rare. Right. True. And so if you can identify that there is a market and eBay gives you that tool by looking at completed listings. Right. And current ones for sales. So you could see how many are on the market. So you have all those tools. To me, it's actually very similar. I, t- I just think there's a gut check thing sometimes more so on eBay. With Amazon, the tools give you the certainty. People rely on these apps that tell you, you know, hey, mm. it says to Baha'i. With eBay, you've got to throw in the gut check thing. I think that's that's a real fine-tuned skill over time.
1: I, I think I think I really uh, I really think there's a lot of feel, yeah. or, or what we perceive as feel and intuition, but what is really knowledge and experience that you don't realize at the time, you know, that we mistake for intuition. I, but yeah, I mean. Uh, when you walk into a thrift store, 99.9% of the stuff in there is junk. <laughs> you know, you go to a yard sale, 99.9% of the stuff is junk. So being able to quickly, quickly sift through that stuff, that's the skill you need to have and to reject everything and find the gem.
0: When you when you uh, I was thinking about this. I mean, I don't know how many items a week you sell and you're trying to raise your ASP. So, I mean, do you set a goal when you go out on a Saturday or Friday, whatever day they are in your market and say, "Okay, I want to pick up 20 items or a $1,000 of retail or anything like that?" Do you have those kind of things in your mind?
1: No, because I think if you go out with that with those kind of expectations uh then you may force yourself to buy things yeah. you wouldn't normally buy because you're having a kind of a bad day or whatever. I think you, you, I, I, I don't do that. I, I, if the stuff's there, I buy it. If it's not, I don't. And I, if I set goals, I would push myself to buy, you know, not as good stuff or not good enough stuff.
0: What, what would you say then is your biggest strength? Cause I'm sitting here listening to, it's almost like a discipline that you have. Would, would you say that's one of your biggest strengths?
1: Uh, I would say, I would say one of my biggest strengths is I learn, I learn really fast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I do. I, I mean, and I have a pretty decent memory, um, and and I'm I'm pretty curious about you know about things, and I love items. That that was the reason that I initially I think started my channel. Really, it's because I love, I really like the stuff I buy. Like I find it interesting. <laughs>
0: Um, what would you say then are some of the struggles that you come up against, and then how do you push through them?
1: Some of the struggles I come up against. Yeah, you've got to come uh, up
0: against, I mean, like those days when you can't find anything, or like the days you got a headache, you don't feel like going out, but you're like, man, I got to keep going. I just got to push through this. I mean, what do you run into, um, or people rip you off, or whatever?
1: Okay, so uh, for instance, I had kind of a slow sales week. And I didn't have a lot of orders going out Monday morning, which is pretty rare. Usually Mondays are like just really busy packing stuff. And, you know, it, there was a time when I would have been kind of, you know, down about it, stewed about it, disappointed, you know. And now I identify those kind of times as, okay, uh, sales were a little slow Saturday, Sunday, so I'm not shipping a lot. Now I have more time to list, which will generate more sales later. Mm. Um, so, I don't know, just finding finding the positives yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in bad things that happen. I mean, I, I just think there's a lot – I have a lot more confidence now than I used to that, you know, long-term things are going to be okay.
0: Hmm. When you think about advice, um, where would you have gotten your best advice? Your dad, someone else, and then what was it? Hmm. Well, because yeah, I think I about with your dad being an entrepreneur. I mean, I can't get past that because to me as a dad, when I think about what I'm teaching my boys, and both of them are college educated, and I don't know whether they'll ever come into this business full time or whatever, but I think about every chance I can, I could try to teach them, like you said, about value, how to identify value. Maybe, you know, like I can't pay full price for anything anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm ruined in that way, right? Um, and I, I help them that way. And so to me, I hope I'm giving them that advice that they could later mm. on apply in their life. I'm wondering where about you.
1: I, I think I think the biggest thing I probably got from my dad um, was he was a very very honest man, had a lot of integrity, and uh, I think that's the biggest trait I've probably gotten from him. And I, I try and conduct my business like on eBay, uh, and and whenever I'm at yard sales, I mean I'll tell a little white lie every now and then, but. Uh, I mean, I I try and really I, like my my integrity is like very important to me, mm. and you know the perception of my customers is very important, and uh, I try to be as honest as possible. That's the biggest thing I got from my father. It really is, and I and I think it's served me very well.
0: Well, and I, I think over time your kids see that, and then they just know that that's the way it's supposed to be, right? And then you know just it. It exacerbates itself or multiplies itself as, as their lives go on. And it just gets bigger and bigger. That's a touch of life. So I would tell you a story. So um, I'm watching a video and video games. Now, I have, and I'm not bragging, somewhere in my warehouse, somewhere. I haven't seen them in years. Nintendo systems, Super Nintendo systems, Game Gear, you name it. I've got them all because I used to buy them and buy them and buy them. And I'll be like, oh, I'm going to sell them. I'm going to sell them and sell them. Never sold them. And so somewhere in my warehouse, I mean, there are hundreds of these things, Right. And I'm watching a video the other day of you testing games. And I'm like, oh, because we have a a man cave set up in our warehouse. And I'm like, I have all these game systems out. And then I'm watching you with this device. I'm like, man, that device is cool. You could just put different games in there and this and that. So short version is this. I'm putting away inventory the other day, just moving it in because we moved into this new warehouse. And I look in a box. I'm like, is that that darn machine that I sent you the picture of? I'm like... That's what he, that's what he had. I'm like, I have one of these. This is what happens when you get too much inventories. I have one of these things that can save time and all the rest of that. So I saw that because of you, I pulled it out and now we'll put it out there. And so again, it's like what you said about getting to know others. You learn something and then therefore you can apply it in your business. There's value in that.
1: Absolutely. And even somebody that's like, doesn't have much experience, man, they probably They probably are doing something that you don't know about, you know, because I think we all, very few resellers, uh, we all bring some type of life experience from before we were resellers. It makes us unique, you know, very unique. Like for me, it's electronics or or whatever. I don't know what it would be for you, Stephen. Like what would you, what were you doing before you were?
0: I was an accountant, you know, I just retired last year. So I'm pretty good at inventory (laughs) systems. That's where I can handle volume.
1: There you go. So, I mean, but uh, I did want to mention too, that one thing, uh, a really big influence on me was uh, watching, there were two channels I watched. That I really got a lot from, um, and that is uh, Pete Craigslist Hunter, of course. Right. And um, there's there's another there's another guy that used to make videos, and he hasn't made videos in a while. But um, and they're called uh, Wheeler Dealer and Banana Peeler. You ever heard of these guys? Uh, no. <laughs> crazy Crazy Picker Life.
0: Crazy Picker. I've never heard of such a thing. I'll have to yeah, make a look. I'll have to look it up.
1: Very cool channel. Go check it out. They're not making videos anymore, unfortunately. But I want I do want to mention them because I learned a lot from them as far as I think a lot of us think we're working hard. You know, like, man, we're really getting it. We're getting after it. But I don't think – I think that hard work is kind of undervalued now. I hear a lot of people saying, you know, work smarter, not harder. But honestly, I I, I think – that since I've been working, like in the past year, I've worked harder and man, th- those results I've gotten from working harder, <laughs> they've been worth it, man. Like working harder does work.
0: Well, what are your habits? Because I was sitting there thinking about, you know, you, cause you're a, a, a mostly an eBay guy, right? So you're right. to, you have to trade time for money listing one person shop. So you've got to yep. buy, you've got to clean, you've got to test, you've got to list, you've got to pack, you've got to ship right? Wash, yep. rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. Um, what are some of the habits, your personal habits that allow you to do the volume you're doing um, in that world? Because I mean, it's easy when I buy a pallet of shoes, right? I mean, I, you know, I'll place an order or I'll, you know, I don't want to say what I'm buying, but a pallet of shoes, I'll stay with that. So I place in a wholesale order and one or two pallets come in, or they even go to a prep center. Sometimes I never even see them. It's different. I mean, now on the other end, there's other work and there's different, you know, research and stuff like that, but it's different. I'm not going through and putting them on the pallet. I'm not pulling them off the pallet, you know, all that difference. With your world, it's really effort, result, effort, result, effort, result.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I mean, the the thing is with eBay, you have to list. It's all about listing on eBay. So I make an effort to list what I want to make every day. Ah, there you I go. I try and I try and list. Remember, that I'm much an accountant, so
0: I'm an accountant, so I want this formula. Okay, so if you want to make five hundred dollars a day, you try to list that amount of retail, of, of at least, market price. Okay,
1: at least because I mean, there's going to be some. It's not very high now, but there's going to be some amount of stuff that never sells. Right. So there's
0: a really, the sell-through rate. Right. You're going to have to consider that. Hmm. Okay. So if you want to make three thousand dollars a week, you say to list. Three or forty five hundred, if your sell through rates, you know, whatever, right? So there's a pro tip right there, and real market prices, right? Not not what you wanted to sell for, what what its market, what the market is currently paying,
1: right? And I mean, yeah. So I mean, I try and list. I I think that's a good goal is to try. If you want to make three hundred a day or four hundred a day or five hundred a day, that's how much you got to list every day if you're picking well. If you're picking well, like if you're not picking well you may only end up selling half of what you list. So So you might have to list double.
0: Do you then hack that and say, okay, you know, I ran into, you know, a garage full of manga and it's going to be, you know, $6,000 by the time it's done. So therefore, you know, that takes care of six, seven days. And so I can move on to something else. Does that allow you that flexibility?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, whenever you, but that's that's an opportunity for growth too. Well, yeah, right? I was gonna
0: say, or you were that rigid, you would still say, "Hey, <laughs> that was yesterday. I killed it. Okay, now today, three hundred today, Steve, get up, let's go." That,
1: that that's your opportunity for growth whenever you have those days. So okay, yeah.
0: So which are you?
1: I'm sorry, what's that?
0: Which one are you? Are you the guy that would coast on that seven thousand dollars, or would you be the guy getting up and I, I think I know the answer and getting up and to that three hundred again tomorrow?
1: I would like to th- I would like to say I wouldn't coast. I think we all tend to coast a little bit from time to time. But no, I mean I
0: You're up the next I day listing. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah, you're having I mean, success. So there's the magic formula right there. Right? Yep, you hit a home run. Okay, tomorrow let's you're back at bat. Let's see it over again. It is really kind of a baseball kind of a career too. It lasts forever. Seems to go in the season lasts forever, right? All stars can make it to the next level by putting in the extra effort and uh, I think ooh, I like it. I like I like I think, that. I think that's powerful.
1: I think my YouTube shooting schedule kind of helps me too, because um, hmm. like my viewers are used to me doing garage sales on Friday, doing garage sales on Saturday, hitting the estate sales on Sunday, showing what I sold on Monday. You know, and I'm like, that's kind of in the back of my mind. You know what I mean? Like that that that's almost like a uh, an accountability partner yeah, for me. Yeah, YouTube. yeah, yeah. Totally is.
0: So you're out every Friday, every Saturday, every Sunday because you have people that are kind of relying on you. They're they're waiting for you.
1: Sort of. I mean, obviously, I need to get inventory, but it, it, the YouTube component is in the back of my mind for sure. Like, I don't want to let those guys down. They want to see the stuff, you know?
0: I think uh, it's very impressive what you've gotten from it because a lot of people would come on and say, well, you know, I just want to give back. No, you've gotten more than what you've given Um, again, you didn't have any expectation, but look at what it's brought you. And the more you do it, the more it brings you. And I think there's some real powerful. So those people who are shy, the people who say they can't find other people that, uh, to hang out with in that, this is a good opportunity. You heard Lonnie say, this is a method to find those other like-minded people because they're going to get to know you over time. They're going to find out whether you're real because consistency over time is what the measure, um, very, very cool. All right. So the goal of this podcast um, is to help people move forward. And I I do want to get to how to contact you if they have more information. But I I think you've got, I think you're a good example of somebody who over time who says, hey, I wasn't the best when I began, but through continued improvement over time, I'm getting better and better. And man, there's a confidence about you, not an egotistical way, just a, you can, there's no doubt in my mind you're going to be successful because you're doing the work. What would you say to that person that's stuck, that can't get past there, Lonnie? What would you say to him?
1: You know what? I hit that. I, I hit that point a lot of times in, in reselling, and uh, and on YouTube, you'll hit lulls. You know, nobody's watching. You're not getting subscribers in. You feel like nobody cares, uh, or you're not you're not getting sales. Man, th- there's no. That is what that is what separates the people that make it from those that don't. You know, some people will quit, and some people will keep on pushing, keep on swimming, or whatever, right? From uh, the Dory movies, but yeah. I mean, that that is that is the test. They say like have, there's some kind of quote about how it's not crowded at the finish line. Is that <laughs> that's good? Have you no. ever heard this quote? No,
0: I never heard it, but it makes perfect sense.
1: You know, it's like the people, like my, my YouTube content. It's not flashy or anything like that. You know, I'm not pretty. Uh, but I've just like for two years, I've just kept plodding along, putting it out there. Same thing with reselling, plodding along and man, you have to just, just keep pushing no matter what you just keep going. I mean, and that's, that's, it's easier said than done, but that's what I've done.
0: Mm. And you got to go to your daughter's, uh, uh, award ceremony and be that dad that she'll remember forever,
1: ever to and you know, you know something else, too, is that I also feel like I'm not really employable at this point. <laughs> so there's a little pressure there because <laughs> if this doesn't work out, the reselling thing doesn't work out, I'm not sure that I could, that I would be a very good employee for anybody at this point.
0: That's good. That's self-awareness again. All right, so if somebody <laughs> wants to follow up, and so I'll have contact info for the, uh, your YouTube channel, Garage Flips. Um, it's okay. Garage Flips on YouTube. Um, other ways that somebody has a follow-up question that they can uh, ask you?
1: Uh, just look me up on YouTube, uh, not YouTube, on uh, Facebook, okay. Bonnie Honeycut. Okay, I'll
0: put the and, contact, I'll put it out there too.
1: And we also have a Facebook group. I do a, a weekly show with uh, John, the Cincinnati Picker. It's called This Week in Reselling. And we have a Facebook group for that. You just search This Weekend in Reselling and okay. you'll find the Facebook group. And we also do another show where a lot of resellers Because <laughs> you're not together. busy enough,
0: you're no way.
1: <laughs> the, the Reseller Six Pack. We get together every week on Sunday. We have some drinks. We talk about reselling. Is it and six
0: the, spelled out or is the number six?
1: Uh, six spelled out. Okay. Reseller Six Pack. That's the name of the show and the name of the Facebook group. Love it. And it's a lot of the people you've had on your, your, show before uh,
0: you know again and i just say, say to people um, because a lot of people started in this world and then moved on and now they're saying man i used to enjoy myself more in that world and you know there's nothing wrong with coming back to it and saying hey you know there's there's a part of your life that you want to fill in because it's very rewarding when you do have those when you did find that cash register and seeing it to the end now that's very rewarding i know that feeling um so so that's a cool place to go, um, and uh, you know who knows. Uh, love, I love the circular uh, movement of this world. Um, it really is. I mean, people ebb and flow in and out, and I think that's what makes it so attractive. I don't know of any other business. How about you, Lonnie? That this this kind of um, community exists, this kind mm-hmm. of competitor community exists in a positive way.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's very it's it's this community like on YouTube and Facebook or whatever, it's very tight knit and it's a very, it's it's a lot of people, but it's it feels like a very small world.
0: Yeah, it sure does. All right, man, I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Steve, and I really appreciate you having me. Enjoyed it.
0: Man, I told you, what a great guy. You know, his description of how to get that group of special people in your life, those special uh, like-minded individuals, his method is probably the best sounding advice I've heard when it comes to that stuff. I get asked it all the time. How do you meet friends like that? How do you get friends like Andy and Leron and Nate and uh, all the rest, Chris Green and that? Well, you put yourself out there, right? And then you give, 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 give. But he says it really best. I mean, he put in the effort, not knowing that what it would lead to, but there's the lesson. He put in the effort with no expectation and look what it's done for him. Could you do the same thing? Absolutely. Do you look stupid doing it sometimes? Yes. Do you sound stupid? Listen to some of my earlier podcasts. You know all the mistakes I've made. Yes. But over time, you get better. It gets easier. As Dan Miller says, Steve, I don't edit my um, his podcast. He just does it right. You got to get better. That was Dan's advice to me, and he's right. And so I've taken that advice, and hopefully I'm getting better and better and better. Got a long ways to go from where I'd like to be, but man, I just keep working at it. And Lonnie's advice, I think, is just some of the best. Uh, what a great, great opportunity to make those friends that you're looking for. Go put out some content. Put out the effort. Help others with no expectation. ecommercemomentum.com, ecommercemomentum.com. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to the ecommerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.